Hey friends, how you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Tzadi Gimel, Daf Tzag, Daf 93. Oh, Mesech friends, we're moving here, Mesech Yavamis. Yeah, before you know it, friends, before you know it. Well, uh, friends, what are we talking about Daf Tzadi Gimel? Well, uh, well, when I say well, well would, well, would, um, so, Daftari Gimel. So, we had a very interesting uh, uh, thing yesterday where we saw that there were, at the very end, we saw that there were all these rabbis who say that a fellow could make a stipulation based on something that has not yet come into existence. So we're going to see a whole bunch of examples of that at the beginning. And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, situations in which one witness is believed regarding getting married. So, a lot of very fun stuff. So, okay. So, um, so let's actually start uh, about like ten lines into the page in Daftari Gimel Aleph. So Rav Huna Maihi, right? We give a whole list. Actually, choose we can start even start like five lines earlier, the fourth line of the page. That all of these rabbis say that a fellow can make a transaction, a stipulation on something that has not yet come into effect. And now we're going to give, going to prove, going to display, going to show where all of these rabbis say these things. Ravuna Mai, what's the case of Ravuna? It was stated, A fellow in the winter sells the future fruits of his palm tree to his friend. Now, the fruits of the palm tree are not going to emerge until the spring, until Nisan time. But in the winter, he sells to his friends the future rights to those fruits. So until, you know, as long as they haven't, the fruits haven't yet emerged, i.e. like during the winter, the friend could always renege. But once already the fruits come into existence, he can no longer pull out. Rav Nachman Omer, Af Whereas Rav Nachman argues and says, no, even once the fruits do emerge, he could still pull out because a fellow cannot make a transaction on future effect, you know, future things. But Ravuna says that a person can make a valid transaction based on an event that will happen, happen in the future. And therefore, um, um, once the fruits emerge, he would no longer be able to renege because it's a proper acquisition. Omer Rav Nachman Modina, Says of Nachman that nonetheless, I do admit, however, even though I said that the transaction does not sort of take effect when the fruits emerge, but nonetheless, the Ishamat Va'achil, Lomafkin and Mine, that if the uh, acquirer did like eat some of those fruits, we will not take them away from him. You know, we will view them as being his. Rab de Omar, Rab, that how do you know that Rab says that a person can make a uh, transaction based on some future event? Omer Lachaveru, Sadazo Shani Lokeach. So that uh, Reuben could say to Shimon, Shimon, listen, I'm going to purchase a certain field. When I do make that purchase, it is it, it will belong to you from now. I.e., he's saying, I have not yet purchased this field, but when I in, do in the future, then it will be yours from now, retroactively. The point is that he's making some kind of stipulation based on some future acquisition. Kono and Rav says that it works. and feed two birds with one seed. Um, 
Havli Arisa, Bianet, a certain sharecropper, to have a Maisile, Kanto de Peri, Komaile Shabso. And every area of Shabbos, the sharecropper would bring a basket full of fruits to Bianet's house. How Yoma, a certain Friday. Nogale, it got very late below also, and the sharecropper did not come with these fruits. Shakol, Asemi Peri, de Beise, Olayu. So what he did was, he, you know, in advance, he separated, um, Miser, you know, Trumis and Misers, from the fruits that he will be receiving in the future, right? Because he didn't want to separate Trumas and Maestris and Shabbos, right? We don't do that. And therefore he said, look, I haven't yet received these fruits. It looks like I might be receiving them on Shabbos. I can't separate Trumas and Maestris and Shabbos. What I'm going to do is I'm going to separate stuff now that will be for the future fruits. Also, the comment of he came before Ubchia Omerle, and Ubchia says to Ubchia, Shapir Avadta, you did good. Titania, as we learned in the Brisa, that it says in the context of Trumas and Maestris, so that we will learn to fear God all of the days. And this refers to Shabbos and Yom Tif. What about Shabbos and Yom Tif? If it's saying that on Shabbos and Yom Tif you're allowed to separate Trumas and Maestris. The whole reason why we don't separate Trumas and Maestris on Shabbos is Midar Abonon. So, Midar Oraisa, you're allowed to separate Trumas and Maestris. So why why would I need a posuk to permit separating trumas and maestris? I mean, the only reason why we don't do it is midir abonan. I don't need the posuk to say that something that's also midir abonan is permitted. So el alab ki aigavna rather must be talking about this particular case, which is that you could separate um, trumas and maestris in advance, that you could eat the fruits when you receive them on Shabbos later. Omerleis Reb Yannadin says to Reb Chiyav, "Ikarion b'chamo." But I had a certain scary, unsettling dream. Konerotzutz, I saw a splintered reed in my dream. My love, Ochi Kamerli, wasn't the dream telling me he nebatachto lochal mishenes akone arotzutz azeh? The pasuk from Melachim where it says that you are relying upon a a a a a a, a splintered reed, i.e., not a good thing. Lo, Ochi Kamerli, this is what they're saying to you. Konerotzutz lo yishbor. That a that this splintered um, reed will not break, and uh, what this flax will not be dulled. Right, leemes yotzi mishpat continues the pasuk that um, that 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 the judgment and that justice will come out truthfully. I.e., that you're doing something good. Rebbe, where do we see that? Rebbe says that a uh, acquisition could take effect on some future event. The Tanya is within the Bible of Saskir Evidel Adonav that a master cannot enslave a certain Slave. What does that mean? Rabbi Yomer Belokeach Eved Amunasa Shachro Akosum Adaber. That the pasuk is talking about a fellow who purchases a slave under the condition that he's immediately going to free him. Echidami. What does this look like? Amr Vnachum Bar Yitzchok Tichasav Lei Lichshet Ekochech Hariatzim Chokanu Lichom Liachshot. That basically he writes a document and he writes to him that um, that um, when 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 I purchase you, you will then be free. So in that case, he's not allowed to enslave this fellow who he stipulated that when I, in the future, purchase you, you'll be free. So we see that a acquisition that uh, an effect can take place on something that will happen in the future. Reb Meir, what do we see that Reb Meir says this? The Tanya is within the Baisa Omer Isha, fellow says to a woman, uh, you are betrothed to me after I convert, when I will convert, when you will convert, um, after I become free, after you will become free, after your current husband dies, after your sister dies, or once your Yavam 
until it's chalitza with you, and a mekudeshes of Mary or mekudeshes. So Tanakhama says that she's not betrothed in that case, but Reb Meir says that she is. So we see that Reb Meir says that you can make a acquisition based on some future event. Reb Elazar ben Yaakov the Tanya, Yosu Akenomer Reb Elazar ben Yaakov Afilu of Amar Peris Aruga Zotlushim Yuchuma Peris Aruga Zomichubarim. That if a fellow says that these fruits that have been detached from the ground are Truma and Meiser for uh, the fruits that are still connected to the ground, or that the uh, fruits that are currently connected to the ground will be um, for uh, fruits that are currently detached from the ground. In both cases, he's referring to once they reach a third of their growth, and they are and they are separated from the ground, detached from the ground. So once they reach a third and they are detached from the ground, so then his stipulation is relevant. So we see that according to Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov, a fellow can make a stipulation based on some future event. Rabbi Akiva did not. How do we know that Rabbi Akiva says that you can make a stipulation based on a, on, on a future event? It's not, as we learned in our Mishnah yesterday. Konum shani ose leficho, that if a woman says that, hey, you know, husband, man, you don't get any access to the stuff that I'm making, so then um, he does not need to do afar and in that case because her stipulation is irrelevant. Rabbi Akiva omer yofer, Rabbi Kiva says that um, he should annul that vow because um, this her vow could be relevant on future things that she might make above and beyond what um, would go to him if she makes more than that amount. It sticks to her. Maybe she's talking about that stuff so he could be made for that. What happens if there's one witness but by a Yivama, right? We've been talking about where you have a, a married couple. He goes, uh, on, uh, to, tra- he's traveling somewhere and then a witness says that he's dead. So then she can get remarried. But what if they don't have any children? And basically, um, when this fellow says that he's dead, she has to do Yibum now. So how do, you know, how does the Allah apply in that case? Do we say time of the that the reason why we trust one witness or why one witness works, Mishun de Mil David lo Meshakar, do we say that, look, you know, somebody's not going to lie about something that can, that, 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 that can be, you know, objectively proven wrong, right? Meaning, if, you know, a person's not going to come and tell this woman that her husband's dead if he could walk in the front door the next day, right? And therefore, because a person isn't going to lie about something like that, so we could trust that one aid. And the same thing would apply here, right? Meaning, if this guy's going to say that the husband's dead, but he could walk in the door the next day, I don't care if it's a Yuvama, I don't care if it's no Yuvama. Right, um, you know that. Right, that uh, the 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 testimony would be equally as trustworthy. Odilma, um, or perhaps time of echod mishum Or maybe the reason for eid echod, why we could you know uh, work based on the testimony of the eid echod, is because we trust that she is going to do research before remarrying. But in this case, it's her brother-in-law. I don't know, maybe, maybe she doesn't have a problem marrying her brother-in-law and she's just not gonna do so much research. So maybe then we should not, um, trust, you know, with the, with the one witness would not be enough because, because we can't trust that she's gonna do proper research. So, Amrullah Rav Shesis, Rav Shesis says to them, Tanisua, well, we have our Mishnah that says, Amrullah, they said to her, Mez Benech, Vachakach, Mez Bailech, that if they said to her that your son died first and then your husband died, and therefore in that case you would have to do yibum. 
And then they said to her, advarim, wait, actually it was all the way around. Your husband died and then your son died and you didn't have to do Yibam. Then, uh, you know, she cannot remain married and uh, and the children are uh, mamzerim. So, Echidami, what are we talking about? Ilema tre vitrei. If we're talking about where two witnesses said that the husband was dead, uh, but that the husband was, uh, died and that the son died first, and then two witnesses came and say, no, actually it was all the way around. Well, then my chaz is the samachta ahani, smochani. How come we're, you know, trusting the second pair of witnesses more than the first pair of witnesses? It's two versus two. So, v'od, and also, mamzer, suffolk mamzer, what do you mean that the child is a mamzer? If two witnesses are saying that the husband's dead, two witnesses are saying that the, well, that the husband's dead, well, if two witnesses are saying that the husband and the son are dead and that the son died first, and then two witnesses are saying that the son died second. So what do you mean that the, that the child is definitely a mamzer? Child is a suffix mamzer, you're right? Meaning she did yibum and they had a child, but, you know, the child is only a mamzer if, 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 uh, the son in fact died, uh, second. If the son died first, then he's not a mamzer. Then the child is not a mamzer, so it's a suffix mamzer. And if you're saying that the that the mission is simply not being exact when it says mamzer, but it really means suffix mamzer, but from the fact that it says later in the Mishnah, that in a situation where they said that her husband's dead, and then it turns out that no, actually he was alive, but now he's dead. So the first child is a mamzer, and the second child is not a mamzer. So we see, we see that we're being pretty exact over here. Right, so, so therefore, um, when it says mamzer, it means a definite mamzer. So rather, it means that what happens is it's talking about a situation where one witness said that the husband and the son, and the son died and that the son died uh, first and therefore she needs to do yibum. And the only reason why we don't, why we renege on that and say that the child is a mamzer is because two witnesses then came and, 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 uh, and um, basically proved wrong, right? Overpowered that one, the testimony of the one witness, but if two witnesses would not have come, then we would have believed the one witness who said that the husband and the son died and that the son died first and that she needs to do yibum. So we see that one witness is believed in the context of yibum. Those who say, those who say, look, that's not a question. Obviously, one witness is believed in the context of um, Yibum to say that the husband's dead and that the son died first in the chest do Yibum because the Afilu Ihi the Afilu Ihi Nami Memna that even she herself is believed. The Tanan is within the Mishnah Yishu Sha'amra Meiz Baili Tinose that if a woman says look my husband died she's testifying about herself well, she can get married to somebody else. Or if she says that her husband's dead and they don't have any children, she can do yibum. So, 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 so she's even believed about herself. Certainly, somebody else, right? A, a, a separate testimony, who's test, you know, a separate witness who's testifying would be believed as well. Where what you should be asking is lemishrei yivama leam. What about? To allow her to marry other people. So, for example, what if one witness comes and says that uh, her husband and her son died, and her husband died first, and now, based on this one witness, she's now allowed to go and marry other people. So, my timer. Uh, so, my. So, what do we say? Do we say timer data? That the reason why we could 
rely upon one witness. Do we say, well, because in general, if a person is going to testify about something that could be proven wrong, so he's not going to lie. So here also, he's not going to lie because it could be proven wrong if, you know, if, um, because uh, this testimony could be um, proven wrong as well, right? Or for example, or a different uh, uh, example that would probably be easier to prove would be that, you know, if uh, you have a woman whose husband dies, now she has to do even with the brother, but the brother's nowhere to be found. Now what does she do? She's stuck. So if now one witness comes and says, look, the, your, your Yavam is dead. So this is someone that can be easily proven wrong, right? If he shows up the next day, then, 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 uh, then, um, you know, clearly this can be proven wrong. So here also, if one witness testifies that he's dead, so then she, you know, he's dead and she can go marry other people. Um, Odilma, or perhaps maybe the reason why we could rely upon one witness is because she is going to then do her homework and make sure that he's really dead um, before getting married. But in this case, she might not actually go and do research properly because she might not like her Yavam. And maybe if somebody's coming and saying he's dead, she's like, okay, great, that's good enough for me. She might marry somebody. Else, so Amulu of Sheshis Tinisua says of Sheshis, well, we can learn it from our Mishnah, Amrullah, that if they said to a woman, that your husband is Gishturbin, and then afterwards your husband died, which means that um, um, she's allowed to get married to other people, right? Meaning at the time that her husband died, her husband had a son, so she can marry other people. Venises, and she got uh, married. To some other person, and then they said to her, actually it was all the way around, that your son died first, and really you're supposed to do Yibum, then uh, she has to, she cannot remain married to this fellow who she married, and um, the child is a Mamzer, what are we talking about here? If we're talking about two people came and said that the um, husband died first, and then two people said that actually the son died first, so my husband, Right? Why? Why are you choosing these two witnesses? Choose those two witnesses. It's two against two. How did you decide who did who did you decide like? The old and more so, mamzer, suffolk mamzer. If it's two against two, why are you saying for sure that the child is a mamzer? It's a, it's a suffolk mamzer. And if you can say, well, the Mishnah wasn't being so specific. It said mamzer, but it means a suffolk mamzer. From the fact that in the case where they said that her husband's dead, and then they come back and saying actually he was alive at that time, but now he's dead. So any child from before. They were from when the husband was alive would be a mamzer, but from once the husband's dead would be um, uh, um, uh, okay. So then, so we see we are being exact. Love, so rather, chad, rather, no, what's it talking about? It's talking about where the one witness came and said that her husband died and then her son died, and then two witnesses came and said that actually her son died and then her husband died. The time of the also. Betray, the reason why we believe the second witnesses is because they are two versus one, Akhashua, and they contradicted the first one. But otherwise, if not for the fact that there were two witnesses who contradicted the first witness, we would believe the first witness. So we see that one witness is believed to allow her to get um, married to other people. The Olam betray, to which the Gemara says that's not true. Really, you could say it was two against two. So rather, actually, it's not necessarily a proof that we're talking about one witness who's permitting her to get married to other people. We could say it's two against two, that two people said that the husband died first, and then two witnesses said that the husband died second, right? And that um, she really would have to do yibum.
And the reason why we believe the second ones because the second ones are being Edim Zomimim, are making the first ones Edim Zomimim, right? They're doing Hazoma, right? Hazoma, of course, is that when you have two sets of witnesses who test, uh, when you have one, a pair of witnesses who testify about something and then two other witnesses come and say, that you guys are liars because you were with us in a completely different place that day. So that's what's called Edim Zomimim. So you could say that actually it's two, it is two against two. And we don't have a proof to say that one person would be believed in the context of allowing a woman to get married to some other, you know, you know, a random person, not the Yavim. Um, so we would not believe one. And the only reason why they're believed in this case is because we're talking about there were actually two witnesses. And then, you know, when we say that other two witnesses came and said that actually the son died a second. So then, um, uh, no, to say that the son died uh, first and she has to do Yibam. So that they were actually doing Hazoma to the first set of witnesses, and that's why the second pair is believed. Alright, friends, well that was that Fed Sari Gimel. I hope you enjoyed. Peace out.